2: Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Thanks again to
3: Bacon Bourbon and Beer in Washington, right near the casino on the Outlets. Ten dollar lunch specials, chef crafted, house made bacon flights. Bacon Bourbon and Beer.com. And they brought us a ton, a ton of barbecue. So thanks They're so much. A hell to of those a guys. spread out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna be talking football with John McClain here in the Houston Chronicle. More AFC Championship uh, preparations on the way for you. Val's got news next. What's up?
1: Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast
0: brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Breeze of rain as we go through your morning. That will taper to a few afternoon showers, otherwise high coming in at 55 degrees. It stays cloudy for tonight, dropping to 45, so still fairly mild. Saturday, more clouds and sunshine, high getting up to 62. From Severe Weather Center 11, I'm meteorologist Valerie Smock.
1: It's 39 degrees at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Some Steelers season ticket holders aren't too happy about the rules regarding Super Bowl tickets. Steelers will conduct a lottery for the season ticket holders to get Super Bowl tickets if the team wins this Sunday. However, in order for season ticket holders to get their Super Bowl tickets, they would need to pick them up in person in Houston, Texas. Some fans argue this is unfair to those who wouldn't be able to travel to Houston to pick up the tickets. They say that in the past tickets were mailed i found another politician's bet for sunday's game if the steelers win senator elizabeth warren will give senator pat toomey a case of sam adams and if the patriots win uh, elizabeth warren will get a case of penn pilsner
3: again let's have real stakes all right Mm -hmm. patriots uh lose they have to leave the country no he has to (laughs) she has to vote for uh, the repeal of obamacare <laughs> Toomey okay. has to vote to stop it. Like, let's have some real stakes here, okay?
1: Well, uh, a lot
3: riding on this one. We were, sorry, Sean. We were ch- we were challenged
4: by Rhode Island Monthly. We got we got one of these. They threw down <laughs> Pittsburgh they're, Magazine. Yeah, they're putting they're putting in uh, Narragansett and some Cohog clams against pierogies and Wiggle whiskey. Are you you're doing it? We're doing it.
5: No, oh, all right. I take back what I said about place. those being
4: dumb. <laughs> no, that's all right. It was <laughs> oh, theirs. It cool. was their it was their challenge. It could still be done, but if we're gonna we're not gonna back hey, down.
3: No, just don't pay them. All, right? all right, so, <laughs> right. Trump's going into twenty you don't have to yeah. pay your debts anymore. Exactly. All right, we're good.
1: So James J. Y. Young of Sticks is a big football fan and one of the prep services that I used. Is he the brother of
3: the one that, that passed away?
1: I think so. Yeah,
3: okay. I, I just what remember there were a pair of bro- there were brothers in the band at one point. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh so he has picked the Steelers the last two weeks. Right. What does he think this week?
3: Uh let me guess.
6: I really believe that the Patriots are vulnerable at this point and I can't exactly put my finger on it. I just have a feeling that the Steelers they have two superstars, one at running back Levion Bell and the, and the other one at wide receiver and Antonio Brown and Roethlisberger is a proven guy that can throw that ball a country mile whenever he needs to, and Antonio Brown can outrun him, I'm sticking my neck out here and going away from the Patriots, the obvious Patriots at home, and I'm saying Steelers by a field goal.
3: Better say that. It'd be
5: awesome if we could hack their PA system and have them play Renegade <laughs> in Fox Pro.
1: I'm sure someone can. Do we have our guest on? Yeah. Okay. Forecast today, rain mid-50s, 45 overnight. Expect temperatures in the 60s. Tomorrow, it's 39 at DVE. Well,
3: we've been getting set for the AFC championship all morning long. The Patriots went through the Houston Texans to get to face the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday. And joining us right now from the Houston Chronicle, venerable NFL writer, the great John McClain. Good morning, John. How are you, man? I'm great, guys. How are you? I'm Doing good, and we're excited for this game, and we want to thank the Houston Texans because they might have shown us a way. Talk about how they got to Brady.
6: Well, first of all, there was a one-score game early in the fourth quarter, and I actually felt sorry for Brock Osweiler for the first time this year because he threw a perfectly thrown deep ball to rookie receiver Will Fuller who dropped it, and that would have been a touchdown. And then the special teams gave up a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown So if it was just the defense and Brady, the Texans played as well as well as you could. They forced three turnovers. Two were Brady interceptions. And after the game, NFL Films picked up Brady's talking about how tough it was to win that game and how well the Texans' defense did. And I think Romeo Cornell, who knows Brady well, having coached there and won three rings with him. uh, Romeo, I'm not exactly sure what they did. Got a lot of pressure up the middle. Rattled uh, his receivers a little at the line of scrimmage, and they had guys in the middle of the field to deflect passes. And whatever they did, I believe the Steelers. You know, <laughs> Butler sees that, Tomlin sees that, and uh, Brady will try to correct it, of course. But I think they've showed that they're not invincible at Gillette Stadium, as they, you know, only two teams have beaten them in the playoffs since Brady and Belichick became a pair, and uh, and their defense and be run on. And, of course, that's the best thing Steelers got going right now. Bells should be able to run on them. If the Texans hadn't fallen behind more, they would have run more. And uh, there's a reason that the Patriots have given up the fewest points in the league is because you know teams, the way they move the ball, they don't have a lot of three and outs. So when they do punt, it's close to midfield, so teams have to go a long way and the Steelers, of course, are capable of doing that. I've been telling people since the Steelers got on a roll, and I picked Pittsburgh and Green Bay to be in the Super Bowl before the season, but since the Steelers got on the roll, they're the only team capable of, of winning in Foxborough.
7: John, uh, Phil Simms made a comment during halftime of the TV broadcast. He said "He said usually the more physical team wins the game, and right now the Texans are the more physical team. Did they feel uh, as if they out physical New England throughout
6: They wouldn't say that, but they did because that was the plan. Go in, do it right at the start. If you give up some plays, okay, and they did down the field, the idea was stop the run, force Brady to pass, which, of course, sounds silly, but uh, that's what everybody (laughs) wants to do, and then try to give him something that catches him off guard. He's seen everything, but you try to give him something that, oh, they're doing this, oh they're doing that, and it worked. It worked early, and I think the Steelers have that attitude, of course, and as I like to say, the Killer Bees, and I hope you guys are including Boswell in the Killer Bees, <laughs> considering how well he's kicked. You know, He's from Rice. How he kicks in bad weather after growing up down here <laughs> is beyond me. And uh, so, yeah, they're going to be physical from the start. You know, they've been great at home in Foxboro since those two got together, 16-3, and three, I believe, in the playoffs. But uh, Pittsburgh is equipped to uh, beat them and come to Houston for the Super Bowl. Who
7: beat them up there beside uh, the Colts?
6: You know the the uh, in in uh, playoffs the Ravens beat them twice and the Jets beat them once. And oh, the Colts the never of, beat them there. No, not in the playoffs. And so what you every, both of those teams in the three times they won were very physical, played good defense, played good special teams, and they ran the ball very well. Now, and and Ray Lewis and his group used to love to go in there and try to beat them up physically and, and get after Brady. But those are the only two teams that won. How Mark Sanchez won in Foxborough in the playoffs is still one of the biggest mysteries in NFL history
3: talking with john mcclain right now of the houston chronicle and last week i i think i kind of attributed a lot of what happened with brady's inefficiency oh well at least uncharacteristic inefficiency for for tom brady to having a week off and just a little bit of rust but uh you you saw something else there
6: yeah i saw that uh the texans forced him into that that's at least what they thought they did that's what brady said they did and uh and the steelers can do that too and you know they uh it's amazing to me how efficient they are. I was up there when Jacoby Brissett won twenty-seven to nothing in the third game of the season over the Texans. And then I say, if there was a one-score game, and then Brock Osweiler reared his ugly head, and threw a bad pass over the middle, it was intercepted, and then he threw another one, and the Patriots pulled away. But they had to squirm a little bit in the fourth quarter.
7: Yeah. Twenty-one uh, dropped another
3: pick too, did he not?
6: First Uh, first play to third quarter? Yep, he did.
3: Well, let's hope things uh, go a little bit better for the Pittsburgh Steelers this coming Sunday. On the other side of the league, in the NFC, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. Have you – where do you put that Aaron Rodgers performance in the pantheon of playoff quarterback uh, efforts?
6: Considering the pass that he threw, he was going to his left. You know, Eli Manning, I thought that – Tyree made the greatest catch I've ever seen in the Super Bowl. Eli just threw it up deep. But in Brady's case, it's right up there with Roethlisberger and Santonio Holmes, where if it was one-inch difference, it wouldn't have worked. And those are the two greatest. In my 38 years of covering the NFL, I've never seen two more clutch plays than Roethlisberger to Holmes. And then uh, Rodgers to Cook, and the way Rogers was going to his left and throw a pinpoint pass under such pressure, and then Cook making an incredible catch and getting his feet down—that's as good as I've seen.
7: John, since you got to figure it out to this point, who wins Steelers-Packers?
6: I'm I'm taking. Um... <laughs> sorry to tell you guys i'm taking the patriots i never pick against the patriots in foxborough and that's been pretty good picks through the years but (laughs) if the steelers win the steelers come here against the packers the history of those two teams houston would love to have them you know the old steelers oilers rivalry there's still a lot of steelers fans down here and then be coming in like crazy but i wouldn't i'm not picking against aaron Rodgers under any circumstances based on the way he's played but he's got injuries to three receivers, and he might be throwing to backups and rookies, so that could certainly curtail him. Because Atlanta can score with anybody, especially at home. In their 12 victories, counting in the playoffs, so they're averaging 30 35 points a game.
3: John McClain, Houston Chronicle. Follow John at McLean underscore on underscore NFL on Twitter. It's great to talk to you as always, and thanks for your time, John. We greatly pleasure, appreciate guys.
6: it. Guys, good luck to the Steelers.
3: All right. Well, I hope we're headed down your way soon. We'll see you. Super Bowl 51 in Houston, Texas.
7: Oh, he said he had the Steelers and Packers the preseason.
3: Yeah. Not. So he's the, changed uh, he's course a little bit here.
7: Yeah, I mean, it's he makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. The, the theme of our week, the Patriots look vulnerable, but it's a relative term when it's applied to them, particularly when it's a home game.
5: They look vulnerable compared to other Patriots yes. teams in the ha- in the yeah. past. That's the – the the flaw in that logic, and that's
7: still way above most. <laughs> right, and they, and they are sixteen and three. Uh, Brady and Belichick up there in the postseason. Well, you know, Mike, you but don't. I think The one game he mentioned was the uh, the Jets. Was that the Bart Scott? Can't, can't wait, wait. See a Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Oh game. yeah. How'd that end? I think the can't cl- win. <laughs> it ended the way Kansas City ended with the Steelers trying to run the clock out and throwing instead of running.
3: Okay. And uh, Rex
7: Ryan throwing his headset.
3: We got to go up to the coffee house now. Today's show's been packed. all of us. Yeah, get up there. All right. Mm. Dan Getkin Band in the house right now. Dan Bill, Tim, Alex, Eddie and Jake make up the band. It's Getkin GETKIN. You can uh, find out what's going on at www.dangetkin.com. They'll be playing this Saturday at Mr. Small's with the Red Western. And let me tell you something, the Red Western, they're they're phenomenal. These are Two great local bands. And uh, joining us right now, Dan Getkin and the boys. What's up, man? How are you? man? Good morning. You ready to rock? Yes. What do you got for us? This is called Good Night and Goodbye. Good Night and Goodbye. Tomorrow night at Mr. Smalls with the uh, the fabulous The Red Western. Here they are. It's the Dan, Get- Dan Getkin and the Twelve Six on DVE. Getkin at yeah. the 12-6 Thanks. tomorrow night at Mr. Small's Funhouse with the Red Western. That'll be a great show. It's an 8 o'clock show. Go check them out. DanGetkin.com. You can catch them on Facebook as well. Dan getkin in the 12-6. Nicely done. Thanks, man. Sounded great, man. Mike's got your sports coming up next, getting you ready for Sunday. Steelers, Patriots. From the Extragen Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center. DVE. Mike sports. Pursuto with your sports right now. Last time before the AFC Championship Sunday. In Foxborough, the Steelers and the Patriots, it doesn't get any more classic than this, Mike. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. And I've heard a lot of the Steelers
7: say this week that, hey, it's the AFC Championship game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. But in this instance, it does. It may not matter to the players and the coaches, but it absolutely matters to Steeler Nation and as badly as everybody wants to get to the Super Bowl and win another Super Bowl. The the thought of doing it against this team, and the thought of being denied again by this team, I think are the two dynamics that make this uh, almost indescribable. Nectar of the gods versus misery. It, I mean, it. There is no easier way to decide my emotional fate than this game right here. And this is, if you're a player, this is the game you want. You've heard guys say this is why you play. If you're a fan, this is the game you want until you lose it. <laughs> We're either going to dine in heaven or burn in hell. Yeah, Uh, I'm starting to come around with you on the uh, Super Bowl, the the comparison that that this might be the bigger game.
3: Uh, Well, I I, mean,
7: I think it is just in the scheme of things. And I'll say this. I
3: think the team that wins this game wins the Super Bowl. Uh, Well, I hope so. I'd point this out. When the Steelers won the AFC Championship to go to Dallas and face the Green Bay Packers... That was not an epic win that you will remember for a long time. If the Steelers beat the Patriots and, and go on to not win the Super Bowl, you'll still remember we beat the Patriots in Boston for the AFC Championship.
7: And it doesn't matter how. If it's by a last-second field goal, oh, if no. it's right. by 30 points, it, it's just degrees Be- of beating the Patriots.
1: Better than winning is them
0: losing. Right.
5: <laughs> them
0: Join US Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
7: Yeah, I can appreciate that too. We got to keep him out of this game. You beat them and then as a as a bonus prize you get to go to the Super Bowl. But the the uh, objective is to prevent the Patriots from going to the Super Bowl, right? Right. They've got to be stopped. Uh, it's something that the Steelers have anticipated for a while. Safety Sean Davis uh, may be a rookie, but he is fully aware of the circumstances and what's going to be at stake on Sunday.
3: Sorry, Mikey. Ah, ah, ah. Now you're good.
7: Yeah, this game is big, man. It's like,
5: you know, what it all come down to. We've been talking about this, you know, since, since OTA. So now it's finally here. You know, we one step closer, man we really about to do everything we can uh, to continue playing, man,
7: and, and uh, get into that confetti game. Well, imagine being a second-round pick for Maryland and, and hearing guys talk about the AFC Championship game and OTAs. And fast forward about six months and you're actually there. Hope they don't get swallowed up in the moment because it's going to be a pretty big moment. Bigger than uh, any of those guys have ever seen. Uh, we've been talking all week about the running game dynamic, and particularly the running game against sub-package defenses. Can the Steelers continue to run Le'Veon Bell against the nickel and dime looks against five and six defensive backs? Uh, they've done that very well in the first two playoff games. Can they do it again to New England? And can New England run against the Steelers' nickel as well as Le'Garrette Blunt ran the last time these teams played in October against the Steelers' nickel. Here's Steelers defensive coordinator Keith Butler.
8: From game to game, sometimes you, you, when you go into the game, you, you try to figure out uh, who you're going to try to take away, and what you're, tr- you're trying to do. And sometimes uh, when you do that, you catch yourselves in defenses that's not good against uh, the running game. Uh, and you know they took advantage of it a couple times. Uh, uh, they ran the ball on us effectively uh, there at the end of the game, and we've got to stop them from doing that. we got we got to win. we got to smash the run. It's always the same formula, uh, guys who smash the run, uh, try to put them in position to, uh, to throw in the ball, and try to put pre- uh, pressure on Brady. Of course,
7: uh, Tom Brady, everybody knows what he can do, who he is, what he's done, what he's capable of. The Steelers uh, know all of that stuff about Tom Brady, but Butler maintained his defense is not afraid of Tom Brady.
8: No, they don't. They shouldn't. I mean, they, we've won a few games in a row, so with every game you win, you you, uh, you get a little bit more confident. And there's nothing wrong with confidence, but it's got to be tempered, I think, with a little humility. And uh, I hope our guys understand that, and I think they will. That was an
7: interesting uh, point at the end about humility. We heard David DeCastro after the Chiefs game say that uh, the Steelers feel confident and on a roll, but they've also been humbled by that four-game losing streak. Yeah, I think that's an important thing to keep a perspective on because there are going to be times when the game doesn't go Sunday the way the Steelers intended to go. And surviving those periods is going to be significant. You know, Patriots are going to put a drive together on them. They're going to make a big play. Uh, there's going to be a call they don't like. They're going to fumble or drop a pass or do something that they didn't want to do. Got to keep playing through all that stuff and uh, just keep going. It, I expect them to do that. They've come this far. There's no reason they shouldn't continue now. But th- this is the type of game with with the Super Bowl birth at stake where if you're going to lose focus, this is a game that kind of threatens your building not to let that happen, and you can't let that happen. you got to understand they're pretty good, too. And uh, just because you think you're going to win, it's not going to be clean. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be a layup. Might might be a three at the buzzer, but <laughs> – Uh, Just keep going
3: no matter what. It's 640 on Sunday. The kickoff. You can hear all of the pregame starting at 230 here on your home of the Black and Gold 102.5. DVE will have kickoff for you as well. More to come. Take a quick break. Sean Collier runs down the list of awful Boston movies. New England. New, e- New England may
4: have The Mo- the Departed and so many other classics, but I found
3: some terrible movies, and we're going to focus on those today. And Mike <laughs> with the final preamble to the AFC Championship coming up. DVE. The has got
2: me the tide. We're in tropical lore here. The
3: best cure for road hypnosis is Sean McDowell. He keeps you focused for the drive home. It's a DVE morning show. Sean Collier here from Pittsburgh Magazine. He has the worst Boston movies that have ever been made. Slack contacted me yesterday, put me on special
4: assignment. So I feel like I've done my job. The M. Night Shyamalan movie Split is terrible. Nobody go see it. There. What is it? Split by oh, M. Night Shyamalan. That's not that a, today. Every movie he makes is awful. Absolutely awful. Don't go see
3: it. He made one good movie. He made one 20 years ago. No, I thought the, the I See Dead People. Six cents. Yeah, that yeah. one was good. So... That's all, that's all you need to The Signs good and anyway. I doesn't,
4: don't know. Doesn't, uh, They're both all right.
1: Isn't Bruce Willis's character. Doesn't he make an appearance in this movie that I read?
4: Spoilers, Val. Oh, that's sorry. the last minute twist. Oh,
1: well, I that's read right. it somewhere, so. It's no, <laughs> wasn't you're doing that God's work because spoiler.
4: now people don't have to go see it. Now it's been ruined for them. In the meantime, more <laughs> important business the worst New England movies. There's so many great movies set in Boston, in and around Boston. So let's find the worst ones. Honorable mention goes to Lorenzo's Oil. Certainly a good film, but <laughs> filmed in Pittsburgh, but set in Boston. That's not okay. From now on, you shouldn't get the tax credit unless your Pittsburgh film movie is set in Pittsburgh or Gotham City. Those yeah, are the options. Yeah, you're cheating the audience right. there is what you're doing. Number five, Ted 2. Oh. Yeah, like we, re- we yeah. really needed- Yeah, <laughs> Mike. Yeah, We really needed <laughs> to really needed a stretch. Uh. He's a teddy bear that swears to two whole movies. We did. No. It's funny. It's a lot of marky mark. And by the way, remember, this movie has a subplot about Tom Brady's little patriot being magical. Oh, yeah. Nothing about this doesn't disgust me. Number four, My Best Friend's Girl. If you don't remember this one, the romantic comedy, 2008, it's a love triangle. Here's the love triangle. Dane Cook, Jason Biggs, and Kate Hudson. Uh, This may be the only romantic comedy no one ever got laid after watching. Number three, (laughs) uh, again, it requires explanation. Message in a Bottle. You might not remember Message in a Bottle. It's a romance from 1999. Kevin Costner, Robin Wright, Paul Newman. Why does it make the list? Because Message in a Bottle was the first Nicholas Sparks movie adapted into a film. The endless string of weeply, weepy, maudlin hanky-wetters began <laughs> here, and it began in New England. So every time some unwitting individual has been forced to sit through an insufferable plate of sentimental pap for the last 18 <laughs> years, it was New England's fault. All right? Number two. I like that. Number two. Celtic pride. Dan Aykroyd oh, and Bad Daniel movie. Stern kidnap Damon Wayans who is playing the star forward for the Utah Jazz in order to help the Celtics win the NBA Finals. That's a real movie that exists. That's not an SNL parody. That's not what Jerry and Elaine were going to see. That's a real thing. It's awful. If Dan Aykroyd hadn't made 300 bad movies, it would be the worst movie of Dan Aykroyd's (laughs) career. They should have stripped the Celtics 2008 title from them because of that movie. Sorry, Garnett, we know you won the thing, but did you see Celtic Pride? We can't let that stand. Title goes to the Lakers. And number one, it could be nothing but... Fever pitch. Yes. Uh, Speaking of horrible, infuriating desecrations of championship victories, let me remind you, aside from this movie being beginning to end garbage in every conceivable way. Every conceivable way. When the the Red Sox won the series, ending an 85-year drought and the second most hilarious curse in baseball history, in that moment of jubilation... Which should have been an unadulterated explosion of civic pride and cross generational joy. At that moment, Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore were filming a romantic comedy on the field. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I'm Bud Seelig, and thank God I'm not, I consider that a forfeit. The game goes to St. Louis, and I murder Jimmy Fallon.
3: But that's just me. John Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine. This well, well there's done. a big pep rally today at SJE. This was from a pep rally we had. Before the last time we faced the Patriots in an AFC Championship game here in Pittsburgh. Some of the references may be a little dated, but the message stands
2: consistent. He's not the one that's blocking out front for pretty Tom Brady, that wee bitty. can beat us, they'll give it a try, aye, 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 he's Grand Bridget Mona, and so what, so did I. Yes, Brady's the one that gets top billing, and this time they're coming with old Corey Dillon, well they'll need more than that on their Super Bowl hunt. 'Cause Tom Brady's quarterback, and Tom Brady's a I, I, I. This year the Steelers will win number five. I, I, I. Tom Brady's dad screwed his mom, so what? So did I. <laughs> I mean, that that
3: that you know that that part of it might have been a little aggressive. They'd go on to win number Uh, five, though not after that game. They'd go on to win number six, and now they're looking for their seventh Lombardi trophy. But the road to Houston goes through Boston, just like if you were on a United flight. And here with the preamble for the AFC championship, which you can hear right here. On the home of the Pittsburgh Steelers, 102.5 DVE, it is your pregame host, Mike Prasuda. Ben
7: Roethlisberger has no misconceptions regarding the gravity of the challenge. He openly acknowledged in the days leading up to the AFC Championship game that he considered the Patriots to be pro football's gold standard and that beating the Patriots in Foxborough, Mass. would be akin to slaying the Dragon in the Dragon's Lair. It might be more difficult than that. Game of Thrones fans can appreciate the damage Daenerys Targaryen and her three dragons were capable of inflicting (laughs) off the edge, over the top of the defense, and especially breathing fire in the A-gaps. The Pats three dragons, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and whoever it is Brady happens to be throwing to in a given season, are even more decorated, even more devastating, and even more diabolical. Imagine if these guys still had Rob Gronkowski at their disposal. St. George might think twice about trying to slay this dragon at this time in this venue and with this much on the line. The Steelers will not. They'll enthusiastically engage the Patriots coach and the Patriots quarterback and the Patriots mystique, even if the Patriots cheat. The Steelers have come from four and five to within 60 minutes of the Super Bowl. They've won nine consecutive games and at times they've had to do it the hard way. In Kansas City, they had to do it without the benefit of a touchdown. The job still got done. The Steelers know that won't cut it again this time, that Dragons fall seven rather than three points at a time if they fall at all. The Steelers also know they aren't in Kansas anymore, Toto, that the crowd will be hostile, that the opponent unforgiving and unrelenting, and that they'll have a much better chance of dialing up the DVE morning show on their sideline headsets than they will their defensive coaches (laughs) upstairs. They're nonetheless committed to a performance worthy of updates on Snapface and Instachat and, God help us, even Facebook Live at the appropriate time. Are you ready for some football? In recent times, dragon slaying has become synonymous with tilting at windmills, with fighting nonsensical battles or non-existent enemies. That isn't the case this time. To Steeler Nation, the Patriots are as real as it gets when enemies of the state are identified and vilified. And to the Steelers' franchise, games that end in a trophy presentation are nothing short of crusades. The Steelers aren't about to let a dragon, a windmill, or a lighthouse in the damn end zone deter them now. Not while they're still dreaming the impossible dream.
2: Yeah! Yeah. Mike. Mike
3: Pursuit, getting you set.
8: Second and goal at the four. He's back. He pumps. Throws it over the middle. The pass is is caught. He got to the goal. Touchdown!
2: Touchdown, Pittsburgh! Seconds left, and Antonio Brown
3: wills himself across the top. You've got to be kidding me. Wow, what a finish. The biggest play of the year. Antonio Brown reaches over the goal line. The Steelers win the division, and now they're in the AFC Championship against the Patriots. Thanks to John McClain from the Houston Chronicle for joining us today. Gene Collier, who will be appearing with Sean Collier at the Arcade Comedy Theater tomorrow. Also, thanks to comedian Greg Barrett. He's at the Improv all weekend long. Special thanks to Heinz Ward for being on the show today. Heinz will appear at the Steelers Pep Rally today at Stage JE from 530 to 8. Kevin Green, Heinz Ward, Chris Hoke, Brett Kiesel, and more will be their first thousand guests receive a Steelers record breakers poster it's free get down there and a huge thanks to Ben Roethlisberger who was on the show earlier this morning if you missed it you can catch it all iheartradio.com or download the iheartradio app this it's is time it. Ben it's time it's it's your time your time it's sunday no more Facebook lives. No more DeflateGate, SpyGate, or any gate. It comes down to this: the two best quarterbacks in the AFC battling for supremacy, and who will go to their record ninth Super Bowl appearance? If the Patriots win, it's them. If the Steelers win. It's the Steelers. That's it. Michelle has your electric lunch coming up at noon. We'll be broadcasting all Sunday from Foxborough on your home of the black and gold, 102.5 D-V-E. Have fun in Columbus this weekend.
5: Thanks. I'm going to call the electric lunch today and just request nothing but renegade. (laughs) You'll be there with Steve Byrne. All weekend long. Yeah, tonight and tomorrow night. So for our Ohio Come hang out. Go hang live out. in Columbus and, uh, and hate it, come see us at the Funny Bone. Let's go.
3: I'm finished. You stay
0: classy. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground.